0: Welcome to the Faith Christian Church Podcast. You're listening to a message from one of our many gatherings that we have throughout the week. For more information on service times, ways that you can be a part of the work that God is doing in our communities, and so much more, you can visit our website at faithchristianwi.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. We had some mic problems for service, and they and Mike fixed our mic problems this morning. So, how's that for a pun? Um, we're just uh, we're excited to be here and to be doing Mission Sunday. The last couple of years we've done it, and um, it's just been, uh, it's always very exciting to begin to talk about, you know, as Pastor Paul just shared, to talk about the, uh, the heroes of our faith. I mean, this is. Uh, this is something we should be excited about, and, and to always be thinking about. And, and we try to sort of mention it sometimes when it comes to our offering messages or whatever it might be. Uh, but we take one Sunday a year and we talk about uh, the people that we support. Uh, some of them uh, spend their lives overseas and they live there among the people. Some of, some people live in America but do a lot of traveling to other countries. And then we have a number of different ministries that happen within the confines of the United States. And so it's really exciting to highlight those and to see uh, just everything that God's doing uh, throughout the world. And so I hope that uh, you just will join me right now and we'll pray and we'll ask God to really inspire us because it's more than just, this morning, it's going to be more than just talking about some missions organizations. It's going to be more than just, uh, you know, talking about, you know, who's doing what and and where our support goes. It's going to be helping us uh, understand how to really live uh, mission-minded. And so uh, let's go before the Lord and just pray and uh, ask for him to really speak to us here this morning. God, thank you so much uh, for being here and, and, and for speaking into our lives. And I just thank you for your presence as we, would, as, as we had our music and we were singing. God, I just thank you that your presence was here and ministering to each and every one of us. And God, I take this opportunity and this time now to just give you this time in this moment to help speak to us, to show us where you want us to be and who you've created us to be and how we can grow closer to you. In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. amen. Uh, growing up, I grew up in the church, uh, this church, and uh, I would, it, Christianity and, and a relationship with God was something that was introduced to me at a very young age. And we would always, uh, you know, here and there, and and if you've been here enough, you've probably, you know, ran into a Sunday where we have a missionary share uh, and talk to us about what they're doing overseas and what they're doing with with their ministry. And and growing up, we always had that. We always had different people that would come and share. And Pastor Paul talked a little bit this morning about uh, the Cedar Grins and the offering message. And I remember them, and I remember so many others that would come and they would begin to share their stories, and they would begin to talk about all of the great things that God was doing, and they would talk about how they would be sharing their faith with people who had never heard who Jesus was before. And this was something, like, for me as, as a young person that, like, I found it really difficult to believe because, you know, even just driving through a small town, I mean, every, seems like every turn or two, um, you know, there's a church, um, and every half turn there's a bar. Um <laughs> But it just seemed like, you know, like Christianity for me was so ingrained in my nature and and like who I was that it was it was always so inspiring for me to, to see that there was things happening all over the world that God was doing. And then at a young age I began to really be inspired that that I could be a part of that by supporting these people through giving and through prayer. And so it was always, you know, something that was on our minds. My dad always, you know, before bed would would read us books about missionaries doing things uh, in, you know, in foreign countries. And it was always inspiring for me to think about these people who spend their entire lives helping others discover Jesus. And when I think about, you know, what we're doing here as a church with missions and how the global church uh, as a whole is is growing, I'm encouraged that, that we can celebrate each Sunday morning. And as we're going to show, I'm gonna sh- we're going to go through the people that we support just sort of briefly to update you on, you know, we've, you know there's people that we've added to this list and there's uh, people that have retired and different things. But every time I go through like a list like this, it makes me remember that each Sunday morning, you know, we're sitting here in Boston, Wisconsin, and, you know, it's easy for us to sort of get locked into our own world not realizing that through the missionaries that we support, that we're, we're joining together with thousands of others all over the world, worshiping God and learning more about him. And so, like, to me, that, that just really moves me forward, and that allows, like, the drive that I have to, to help and to pray. Uh, it just it allows it to grow. And so we're going to be talking um, about not only, like, what people are doing throughout the world, but what we can do in our world. Because it's not just enough for us to know that there's something happening somewhere else, and I hope that an offering is somehow getting there, but it needs to be something that we put into action each day. And I know for many of us, like, you know, when we talk about, you know, what evangelism is or, or how we can reach the people in our, at our workplaces or within our families, you know, we kind of get our guards up and we kind of start to say, well, you know... You know, I just, and so we're going to talk about some of those in a moment, but it's important for us to go into this right away, knowing that there's a calling that God has for us. And within that calling is us stepping out in faith with courage, not only just to see what other people can do, but to be inspired in our own workplaces, in our own homes. And in our schools and and wherever we we, we end up. And so uh, we've got some slides. And what we're going to be doing this morning, uh, just sort of briefly, is talking about uh, some of the different uh, ministries that happen all over the world. And so we're going to kind of take a little bit of a trip around the world. And I broke them up this morning into continents. And uh, so we're going to start with Africa. And so uh, we'll start there at the top. Uh, These are the people that we give... Everything that you see uh, here this morning, they're people that we give monthly support to. Uh, And the first one is In Him... And uh, that's an exciting one, of course, because uh, In Him was a ministry, is a ministry that uh, began right here at Faith Christian Church. Uh, my cousin Jason uh, started this ministry, and they've been in Botswana now uh, for uh, a number of years, I think about eight or nine years. And so this is super exciting, uh, and I believe they're even going to be home relatively soon, which will be fun to hear some updates from all the things that they're doing. Uh, we have Global Grace Fellowship. Uh, which we heard from uh, these people just, I think, last year. Uh, this is Dolphy and Gilligwend, and they are missionaries in Tanzania, and they're doing some amazing work specifically with reaching the, the complete, completely unreached people groups uh, in showing sharing the gospel with them and introducing them to who Jesus is. And then we have Mission Aviation Fellowship, uh, which are the, the, the Youngs, and uh, this is a, a really cool ministry where they... Fly, they use airplanes, they fly uh, aid workers and missionaries into the bush, uh, and they're working right now in the DRC, which is, uh, of course, uh, a very, very uneasy place. And so it's a great place for them to pray for them. So, um, so that's what's happening in Africa. And so if we jump over to Asia, we have uh, some very, very cool things happening. Uh, Gospel for Asia is an organization that finds local pastors and local church leaders and sends them into the communities that they come from. And so it's not just in one place. It's actually a collective of hundreds, if not thousands, of pastors that are all over Asia uh, sharing the gospel to unreached people. And we specifically support uh, seven of those pastors and and ministers that are going out and reaching people for Christ. Uh, We have the Morningstar Foundation, which is an orphanage in China we have Rama Christian Center, which is what Pastor Paul was talking about uh, during the offering message this morning. Literally uh, hundreds uh, of, of people that have graduated, if not even close to a thousand, have graduated that Bible college and have started churches all over the Philippines. And so, uh, you know, so today actually, we, when we were thinking about this, um, I'm kind of a food guy, so I was like, you know, if we're going to do this, let's highlight a ministry and let's uh, have some ethnic food. And so we have some Filipino food uh, after the service for you. And so it's going to be really uh, exciting. Can we give it up for that amazing smell that's going on right now? So uh, that's Rima Christian Center. It's a a great ministry uh, that's happening in the Philippines. Then we have Mission of Life, and we just heard from these people uh, at the beginning of the summer, Scott and Sue Bierman, who are working in Nepal, uh, reaching the people of Nepal and the Himalayas, and training pastors uh, to go and and plant churches. And so lots of exciting things happening there. Uh, The next one we have, which is South and Central America, we have Compassion International, and we have Compassion children that we support, and if uh, many of you are probably familiar with what Compassion is, it uh, it it, ta- it takes kids that are in third world countries and gives them food, gives them a pla- helps give them a place to live, gives them an education, and teaches them about God. Uh, and so it, we put them in the South America, Central America category, uh, but they're kind of all over. And so, but a, f- a number of them are there. Uh, I believe there's six of them that we support. Uh, And then we have Impact Ministries, which is uh, specifically a ministry that uh, works with orphans in Honduras. And then we have Zoe Life Ministries, which is a Bible college out of Costa Rica. And so exciting things happening there as well. And then we have uh, North America, which is uh, many of these, of course, are some local ministries, even some that are happening right here. And so we have Destiny Point which helps reach women and helps women out of difficult situations and they're out of Blenker, Wisconsin. We have Jews for Jesus who reaches the Jewish community and helps teach them uh, about who the Messiah can be and that's out of New York City. We have, we support the Salvation Army who works locally to help people who are in need as well as uh, the homeless shelter that's in La Crosse uh, and as the Salvation Army does stuff all over the country and even all over the world. Uh, Wisconsin Right to Life, uh, helping, helping educate people on the importance and the value of human life. We have the Northern Christian Alliance, which was started by our own Pastor Paul as an opportunity to help engage people in prayer and engage people in raising up churches and leaders uh, and move Wisconsin forward uh, for the sake of the gospel. And so that's a very exciting ministry. And then we have Master's Commission which helped, or, or which is also right here, which is run by our own Donovan Blair, who does an amazing job uh, at training young people. Whether you're you, if you're just out of high school, or you're in college age, uh, a great way to take a year and dedicate your life to God. And Donovan helps do that, and we do that here, and it's just been amazing, an amazing program. But can we just give it up for all of these people, um, and all of these ministries? It's, uh, it's, it's cool because there's, there's so much you know, that goes on, and I summarized all of those ministries in a few minutes, but we, you could talk all day about just one of these ministries that are happening and, and how cool and, and how much of an impact they have on the place that they are. And so um, we're going to be talking a little bit today about you know, not only how we can just You know, get behind these people who are doing these ministries, but how God could breathe some new life into the ministries that He's called us to. And uh, I know some of you are like, you know, ministry—that's you know for other people. That's not for me. But, but God has called each and every one of us uh, to act on His behalf and to share the love of God with the people that are in our lives. And I want to read a scripture for you, uh, found in the book of Romans. And if you have a Bible, you can turn there. Romans chapter number 10. We're going to read in verse 14. It says, How can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear? ...without someone preaching to them, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news... You know, this verse, you know, we, we talk about it in reference to people who are, you know, being sent to other countries, and we talk about it in, in reference to people who are spending their life, you know, trying to, you know, use ministry, and as, as we call it here, you know, in this country, you know, ministry as like a, a career or a vocation, but, but this verse is, isn't just written to a specific group, this is written to all of us. And I want us to sort of think, get our, when we think about some of these verses we'll read here today about thinking about how this could be speaking right to us. Because when we, when we look at this, I, the, what I gather from Romans 10 here in this moment is that there are people who need to be reached, and without people like you and I, they won't be reached. And when we think about, you know, oh, you know, these, these people who are unreached, those are the ones who really need it. But the reality is, is you and I, you know, we both go to, you know, school or you're going to work or you're in, you know, you're talking with your families or you have friends that you do, that you have hobbies with and each and every one of those groups, I, for most of us, or if not all of us, have people in them that need to hear about Jesus, They need to understand who he is and how he can help them and save them. And so it's important that we as Christians think and live mission-minded. Everybody say mission-minded. That's going to be sort of the title of my message this morning to try to to sort of get into our lives this morning is that we could live mission-minded, that the things that we do, that we're, we're always conscious of how we can share our faith. Now, this means that we can share our faith actively, and it means that we can share our faith sometimes even inactively. And most of you are like, yeah, I volunteer for the inactive one. Um, <laughs> but the, the truth is that e- even by, by living a lifestyle that honors God and by... You, Taking the the goodness and the life that he's given us and walking it out in our daily lives can can and is a witness to others, but it can't just stay there. There needs to be a stepping out, and for many of us, we've sort of built walls within our life, and we've built and we've insulated ourselves from walking that out because of a number of different reasons, and we're going to talk about some of them. But one of the biggest ones is we begin to put our lives, and we put then others' lives in a series and sort of categories of different boxes. And we say, okay, well, you know, Pastor Paul, he's up in this box, and I'm down here in this box, and I've just got, you know, Pastor Paul's up in this big shoe box, I just got myself a little Christian matchbox. I'm okay with that, you know, don't be trying to get me out of that box, And so then everybody else has their own place, and we say, well, you know, I know that there's, you know, we support missionaries, and so I don't really need to take that step to do that. And I want to challenge each and every one of us. And when I was preparing this message uh, just this week, I was personally challenged with some of the things that even I struggle with when it comes to sharing my faith. And to understand some of those barriers and to understand some of the obstacles that happen uh, are going to be important for us. And before we share some of those things, I want to just read the words of Jesus that show us where he would want us to be. And this is, you know, we call this scripture the Great Commission. And we read it when we want to talk about evangelism because that's what this scripture is all about, is helping and finding people to reach. But in Matthew 28, uh, it says this in verse 17, it says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So God calls us to be a part of His plan to reach others, but so many of us, you know, this is like one of those points that if you talk to people about it, You know, one of our greatest struggles in, I'd say, America is like taking that step to actually talk to someone about God. It's like, you know, everything else is good. You want to talk about, you you know, you want to have somebody come up here and talk about, hey, you should read your Bible more. Oh, yeah, I should. I should carve out a little bit more time. Oh, yeah, I should pray more. I should do this. And then when somebody says, hey, you should really find a way to reach the people, you know, that you have a desk next to, you're like, yeah, I just don't know if that's for me. And so we have those thoughts and those fears that begin to creep up in our life, and it makes us anxious to think about all of these things. But I believe that if we will take some time this morning and kind of address some of those things that would hold us back, that God could give us the strength and that he would give us the courage to overcome. So I did a little looking online, and uh, I looked up and I found uh, the top four reasons that people don't evangelize. You guys want to hear them? Okay. Well, some of you did. I, maybe some of you don't. Um, <laughs> and this is probably, you know, the number one thing that I, I hear the most from people is like when I'm saying, oh, hey, you know, did you talk to me about God? Or did you talk to me about, you know? uh, number one thing is a lack of biblical knowledge. That's the number one reason that people would say, nope, you know, evangelism just isn't for me. I just don't know the Bible enough. And, you know, regardless of how many times we've heard sermons, regardless of how, many, uh, how much we have read, there's just, for so many people, always going to be this feeling of inadequacy where we're like, you know, I've heard Pastor Paul just like rattle off, you know, chapters of the Bible and like, if I can't do that, like, I'm just, I'm just no good to God. And so there's, that's one of those things that we sort of hide behind where we say, you know, I just don't quite have it. And so uh, I want to encourage you with, with this thought. Uh, find a way, and you know, if you look through the Bible, and it doesn't take long, you could, anybody should be able to sort of look through the Bible and figure out, take 60, find a way to explain the gospel message in 60 seconds. The good news about who Jesus is and what he's done for you in 60 seconds. Not that you have to time it to the second, but find a way in under a minute to explain it and vocalize it. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, is so tough sometimes is just, is just coming out and just, you know, saying it and talking about it. So find a way to talk to your family about it. Find a way to, you know, talk to your spouse when you're, like, driving. and like, hey, you know, I'm just, um, let's just talk about how we would share our faith if somebody asked us, you know, if, if that's something that you struggle with. And, and you could help each other, and, we, and you could work towards something. Um, most often, if I'm talking to someone about... Uh, God, or I'm talking to someone about how I can introduce them to faith, usually somebody asks me a question, and the, the answer isn't always in the question that they want. And the answer that they want isn't always formed in the question that they ask, I should say. And so by having something that we have a little prepared in our own hearts to say, yeah, I'm confident, I can explain in 60 seconds, you know, what God has done for humanity and then what he's done for me. And finding a way to share that story will be so powerful in your life. And so instead of just finding your ways to struggle to articulate the truths of the gospel in a simple, coherent, and an intelligible way, find way find a way to do that and ask God to help. So number one, hindrance is lack of Bible knowledge. Number two, and this is the toughest one to kind of really think about, is apathy. Apathy. We don't really care about lost people. And, you know, when I looked through this and I started assessing my own life, um, this, was one of those, this was one of those things that I realized, you know, I myself struggle with. It's because, because we have our life, we have, we have our families, we have maybe even some, some, some Christian friends, and so we don't really care that there are other people who are lost because we have in, our, in and of ourselves what we need. And so reaching out to help others seems so distant and so difficult, often because we just lack the care that it would take to see people. And so because I recognize this in my own life, that this is something that happens to me, my prayer to overcome this has always been, God, help me to see people the way that you see them. And this is a good prayer for a lot of things, whether it's a prayer that you, if, you, if it's a person that that you disagree with or it's a person that worked that you know did something wrong to you or it's a family member who's hurt you or whatever it is to ask God to say, God, help me to see that person the way that you see them. Help me to see people the way that you see them. And it's in that prayer that I've personally found that I start to then see the world as lost versus just seeing the people that are in my own life as found. And so it's important so, number three, the third thing, fear of what others will think. And this is a big one for a lot of people. And, you know, growing up, you know, as I was a young person, this was something that I battled with a lot, too. Because um, you can feel sometimes, like, when you're in, when you're in, a, when you're in school or whether you're, you're, at, you're at work or whatever it might be, you can be like, man, I'm like the only Christian at my workplace. And it's really easy for us to hide behind that fear of stepping out and, say, and, and saying, you know what, I know that if I step out, people are going to talk. I know that if I share my faith with someone, that I'm going to be labeled as something. And I'm not ready for that because maybe it's because you, there's an insecurity that you feel like, you know, I just, I don't want to do that, but, but, I, but as I grew up in the church. I dealt with this all the time, just being at school, being surrounded by people who weren't Christians, who very clearly needed what Christ could offer them. But I found myself living in that fear of what others might think. And so instead of sharing my faith with even the people that were the closest to me, I just sort of dodged around the issue. And I feel like a lot of us do that a lot. But when I look back, I wish that I would have had the courage to step forward. And said, you know what, whatever fears that I have of people thinking of me, I'm going to leave them behind. Fear of what people think. Number four. And the last one is lack of compassion. Lack of compassion. And, you know, this this is also one of those things that God can help answer in that prayer. God help me see people the way you do. But, when, we've, when we lack compassion for the lost, we've forgotten what it was like to live without hope and without the peace of knowing who Jesus is. And so to ask God to give us his heart, to ask God to give us the compassion that it would take for us to, to move forward uh, is, it would mean that we're willing to lay some of these other things aside. We're willing to lay our inadequacies about how much we know about the Bible aside. We're willing to lay aside our apathy. We're willing to lay aside our fear. And there's a scripture in, in Romans 9-3 that I just want to read you really quickly. This is Paul saying, I wish... That I could myself, that, that I, I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers. So he's saying there's there's so much compassion and so much love in his heart that he's willing to separate himself from he's willing to take on that punishment, that curse, in order that other people might be saved. And I read a scripture like that, and to me, it's like it's one of those challenging, convicting things that really is eye opening to me because in each of these things, in each of these stumbling blocks, in each of these hindrances, I myself have found myself at one point in my life. And I've had to ask God for that compassion. I've had to ask God to take away that apathy. I've had to ask God to take away that fear and that feeling of, you know, I'm not adequate enough to really share with people or answer people's questions. I've had to ask God to take all of those things away. And you want to know what I've realized out of all of this when it comes to finding a way to sharing my faith, finding a way to share my faith with someone, is to just simply listen when people want to talk. I think we'll find that as we grow in relationships, with people as we as we meet new friends at work or we have new friends at school or we have people that we want to reach out to is god will begin to orchestrate these divine connections for us that allow us to simply tell our story because there's power in telling that story and there's power in talking about the salvation that we hold in our heart and so for so many of us that have all of these things and we have built up myself included, that if we've built these things up in our life, I believe that taking the step just to share our story can break all of these things down. And it's in that moment of prayer that God helps it and gives us the courage to do it. But when I see people like, you know, we just talked about, these people who are spending their entire lives giving up the creature comforts of living in america to go and live in another country i'm i'm so inspired that i can go and then reach the people that are in my life that need christ and you know it's it's tough sometimes to know like where to start and but the thing about it is every one of us sitting in this room have people in our lives that need a relationship with god who don't have one every one of us do And maybe you're not super close, but you are a work friend or you're an acquaintance. And I think that if we pray for opportunities, that God will bring those divine appointments to each and every one of our lives. But sometimes it's difficult. And sometimes it takes that step of faith, and it takes that conviction to realize, all right, God, I have to let that go in order to grab hold of what you have. By recognizing the obstacles that stand in our way, it can show us ways to focus our faith. And then I get, I get inspired when I see people taking those steps as well. I want to talk this morning about three ways that we can become mission-minded. Because when I think about, you know, all of the barriers that I put up in my life, I often think about you know, just what I said before, it's like I'm the only one at school or I'm the only one at my workplace and we get down on ourselves because we feel like we're holding down the fort on our own. But I'm so inspired by Matthew 28 and every time I read it, I, the same part of it always jumps out at me where Jesus said, surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And it's important to know that because I, I think sometimes we get so clouded up in our own stuff in our own anxieties about what we're doing and how we're working towards you know, building relationships that can help make an eternal impact that we fail to realize that God is on our side. And so it's important for us to remember that. And so three ways we can become mission-minded this morning is number one, we can remember that there's a global church happening, that God is at work not just within our lives or in our families, but he's at work all over the, all over the earth. And so we can pray for missionaries. And so number one, that thing that we can do to stay mission-minded is to pray for missionaries. Use it as an opportunity to build your faith, maybe with your family. And we can celebrate this togetherness, like, we, like I shared earlier. Like we can celebrate the togetherness of Christians joining together in worship all over the world. Number two, uh, we can give. Um, All of the people that I, all of the ministries up on this screen, they rely on monthly support from Christians who are willing to step out in faith and give toward those things. And so the beauty of being a part of FCC is there's, you don't have to, we don't have to have a special offering here uh, to give into a missions fund because each week, uh, just by giving here, you're supporting missionaries all around the world and it's very, very exciting. Um, These people that we see, you know, up on this that are giving their lives, these people are all... They're, they're doing the best they can, and m- almost all of them are making big sacrifices in their lives to serve God. And so we can support them and be a part of it. When I was growing up, um, we, uh, uh, my parents at a young age really tried to help us understand the importance of giving, and especially the importance of giving to world missions. And so um, w- when we were little, there was a, a missions organization called Feed the Hungry. And they would, uh, they would take donations and they would send food to uh, places where there was disasters or to third world countries where there was starvation and hunger. And uh, they would send you, if you asked for them, these little boxes. And they were about this big and about that deep. And uh, my parents ordered four boxes, uh, one for each of their kids. And they put our names on each of them. And I remember, you know, if we ever got any kind of anything for like doing a chore or doing something, you know, special... Um, you know, usually we didn't just get money for breathing air. I know that's a thing nowadays, but. Um. So my parents would always give us a denomination, you know, they would always give it to us in some kind of a denomination where it would be, where there wouldn't be an excuse. So If we got a dollar, it wouldn't just be a dollar, it would be change so that we could then take some of that change and put it in our Feed the Hungry box. And at a young age, I began to really kind of grasp the idea that, that there's something more that's happening just within you know, the confines of my own space and within the confines of my own family, that God is at work all over the world, and that by taking the step to be a part of it, that I'm joining together with thousands of others that can make a difference. And sometimes the hard part is that we feel like the little that we do doesn't make a difference, but it does when we join together. And what's important to remember is that within all of this, that what we're doing isn't just about doing a Christian duty. It isn't just about saying, well, yep, I got to share my faith with somebody now. What we're doing is we're making an eternal impact by sharing the love of God with others. And so the last thing that we can do, the third way that we can be mission-minded is being an evangelist, sharing our faith. There's a mission field here in this community and that mission field isn't waiting for someone else to take it. The people that you know that need Christ, they're waiting for you to take that up. They're waiting for us to say, "You know, we're going to we're going to we're going to go into this community and reach others." So we need to be people who take the responsibility for sharing the gospel. Don't know where to start? Um, it's it's interesting too because you know we 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 always want different ways we always want different things that can sort of help with some of these barriers but the the way to start is to just talk to someone to find a way to reach out to someone and maybe that's them asking you something or maybe it's noticing that hey you know I've got a coworker I know they're going through a divorce or you know I I've got a coworker and and I just I know that they're just having a really hard time financially or or i've got a i've got a fan i know i've got a family member who's just you know really struggling with this illness and and i just need to talk to him and 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 it doesn't have to start with like reading them the riot act of you know all of the sinful things that they've done in their life it just has to start with a conversation where people would know that you care and if you really do if you've asked god for that compassion and you really do care then god's going to start doing something in your life maybe that he hasn't you haven't seen him do before. So start a conversation with someone. Invite someone to church. You know, we see people, when we do special events, you know, whether it's, you know, different stuff at at Christmas or or Easter or we do our KSO or do our Crave Youth Conference and we have stuff that sort of happens throughout our year that are these events we see people coming from all over the community because it's those times where people would say all right I'm going to take the step and I'm going to invite my coworker well that's that is an amazing thing to do that is an amazing step because we see people come through these doors in those in those times And what happens with them? They hear the message of Jesus. They feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in worship. And they feel that conviction on their hearts. And so often they give their lives to Jesus Christ. So don't downplay the fact that you can invite someone to a a special event and they can hear the message of the gospel. Because that is an amazing way to help other people experience the love that you have experienced in your heart. The last thing I want to encourage you with is that God has equipped you to do his work. I know sometimes we don't think so or we, we doubt ourselves and we doubt our abilities. But Ephesians chapter 1 helps us understand this. And I want to read this for us this morning. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart... May be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe that power is the same mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I think sometimes, you know, when it comes to evangelism, we're just like, all right, we'll just pray and, you know, then God will show them a vision of how bad they are and it's all going to be better and they'll just, you know, come running to church all on their own. But this verse, you know, tells me something very different. It tells me that if God has built up his church, then he is going to use his church to help reach the world and he's going to use us to do it. He hasn't called your friend or your neighbor to reach those people. He's called you. He's called me. And for each and every one of us, I pray, especially this week, as we're thinking about it, we're talking about it, I pray for opportunities that you'll have for the people in your life that you could share God's love with. Maybe you would pray for that compassion. Maybe you would ask God to get rid of the fear. Maybe you would say, God, I just have apathy in my life or I have this inadequacy about how much I feel like I you know, don't know about you. That we could ask God to take those things away. That we could take up the call to reach others. And like these people who spend their entire lives living fruitful Christian lives, seeing other people come to Christ, we can live there too. We can walk in that joy of knowing that others can come to Christ. Would you stand with me this morning? I want us just to pray in this moment because I feel like there are many that are feeling similar to what I was, what I've, what I shared this morning, and, and these these things, are, or, and maybe it could be something else, but for so many of us, these are some of those things that define what holds us back. And so let's all bow our heads this morning and, and, and focus in on God and ask for him to take these hindrances, these roadblocks, and remove them from our life. Does it mean these feelings will never come back? No, maybe, sometimes, every, maybe every time we talk to someone, there will still be that fear of what they might think. But the joy of bringing someone into eternity can outweigh that fear. God, I just pray for each person in this place this morning that you would, whatever that hindrance is in our lives, God, that you would take them away, that you would help us to see people the way that you see them. God, reveal to us the people in our life that we can share, that we can pray for, that we can share your love with. And God, help us to be people who are mission-minded, who are always thinking about how we can reach others, how we can connect with others, how we can answer the questions people are asking, and how we can give support to those who need it. In Jesus' name. Now, if you'd be here this morning and you would say, you know, I need, to, I need to give my life to Jesus Christ. And maybe you haven't done that before, but, but today's your day and that's why you're here and you want to take a step and say, God, I wanna give my life to you. And you wanna do that in this moment, I wanna ask that you raise your hand right now. By raising your hand, you'd say, yep, that's me, I wanna take that step. I don't ask it to embarrass you for raising your hand, we'll all pray together but this is a moment that can connect you with God. For those of you who raise your hand and everybody else that's here in the congregation, let's just pray this prayer a few words at a time. The prayer itself is, of course, just words, and it isn't magical, but if you mean them in your heart, God will believe it. And he'll save you from your sins, and he'll set you on the path that you need to be walking on. Let's pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner, in need of your mercy. Forgive all that I've done wrong, and set me on a path directed toward you. I leave everything in my past behind me, and I move in your direction. In Jesus' name, amen. God, for those people who prayed that prayer this morning, I ask that you would solidify this commitment and that it would be the beginning of a journey that will last a lifetime. And for our day, God, as we go about our week, help us to be people that are mission-minded, that are focused on what you've called us to do and put people in our path and in our lives that we can share your love with. Bless this food as we're about to eat it and help us just to have a great week. In Jesus' name, and we all said, amen. amen. Well, uh, God bless you. You can be dismissed. We hope you'll stick around and have some food. The ladies uh, are bringing it out right now. It's going to be great. If you want prayer for anything, there'll be people up front that would love to pray for you.